seems that sometimes today the modern kind of take on the moral law and the commandments and the rules is to kind of hold them up as a sort of ideal. And sure, there's all these commandments and rules and, you know, God commanded them. But today we recognize that God is so merciful that, you know, sure, there's the commandments, but God knows we're not going to keep them. And could anybody really keep the commandments? Well, we go back to our first reading from Sirach today, and it says, if you choose, you could keep the commandments. So the answer is, yes, we can keep the commandments. But maybe it's not that big a deal. I mean, it's not all black and white, is it? Surely there's some gray in there. Well, here's Sirach again. <laughs> I said before you, fire and water. And to whichever you choose, stretch forth your hand. Before men are life and death, good and evil. Whichever he chooses shall be given to him. It's pretty black and white. <laughs> What's, what could be more clear than fire and water? Life and death, good and evil. You know, I, I saw the, this lived out very clearly uh, one time I was sitting with uh, another priest and couldn't figure out what to preach on that weekend. And we saw a book on the shelf, The Great Sermons of the Curé of Ours, St. John Vianney. He's the secondary patron of our diocese, and we like to hold him up as this kind of loving grandpa-like figure. And wouldn't he have, you know, a great kind of feel-good sort of homily, you know? So we pulled the book off the shelf and opened it up, and the the first homily that we saw was, why man is a maggot. We thought, well, that might not go over so well this Sunday with the people. And yet we kept flipping and yeah, all these sermons from the great, loving, cuddly, cute curé of ours were about the reality of hell and why he was afraid for his little flock there in ours that they were going to go to hell. What happened? Why is it that today all the, the preaching, you know, seems to be so kind of soft and cuddly? And, you know, even I was saying like, well, you know, I'm, you know, somewhat new here at St. Patrick's, so probably can't preach too much fire and brimstone in your first year. You, you got to let people know that you love them first. And then, you know, maybe you, you got to give people like 90% fluff and feel good so that you could put... 10% of some hard teaching in there. Uh, I was with a, a priest from the, uh, the order that founded by St. Francis Liguria, the Redemptorist, the other day, having lunch. He's like, you know, I, I started to read Alphonsus, and the, the first part of his preparation for death, I think it's called, it, it's kind of nice. And you're like, what do, what do people complain about Alphonsus for? This is good stuff. And then he said, I got to the end of it, and by the time I'm at the end, I thought, I just, I'm a horrible priest. I'm pretty sure I'm going to hell because Alphonsus is just smacking him over the head with, this is what's expected of priests especially, and really all of us. So what happened? Why is it that today our, our image of God is just, eh, he probably doesn't care? Well, sometimes people will say, well, that's because all that hard stuff is in the Old Testament. You know, Jesus takes that Old Testament stuff like Sirach, who says it's all fire and water, or life and death. Surely 
Jesus in the New Testament takes all this and says, well, there's, it's a lot more gray than that. Well, Jesus in our gospel today says, you know that law stuff? Yeah, Jesus, we know that law stuff. That was all hard in the Old Testament, but we know you're all soft and squishy. Well, no, Jesus says, oh, you think I've come to abolish the law? Yeah, we know you did, Jesus. You're here to make everything soft and fun. Don't think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. Not one little bit of the law will pass away. Not one little jot or tittle, the smallest little mark in the law, not, no, don't think that. So why do we think that? Jesus says right here, don't think that I've come to eliminate the rules, the law. Don't think that what was taught in the Old Testament has somehow passed away. Far from it. But Jesus does give us what we might call a, a different take on the law. One thing that has changed is that in the Old Testament, there was the thought that if I kept the law, the commandments, that that, that was all I needed. Just do the stuff. Do the exterior stuff. And if you do that, you're good. Well, well, Jesus doesn't do away with that. He says, yeah, do that. Do all the exterior stuff. But he ups the ante a little bit and says, what's even more important, though, than just doing the exterior stuff is what's in your heart. And that's where Sirach gets it exactly right. What do you want? Whatever you want, that will be given to you. Fire, water, stretch out your hand to whichever you want. You want to get burned with fire? Fine, you can do that. If you want water, the water of life, you can do that too. Whatever you want, life or death, will be given to you. Jesus is really saying the same thing. He's asking, what is in your heart? What do you really want? Okay, so thou shalt not kill. All right, I can't tell you how many times people come into confession and say, well, Father, you know, I haven't committed any mortal sins. <laughs> haven't killed anybody, Father. I'm basically good. All right, well, if that's the measure, every time we come to confession, well, you know, I didn't kill anybody in these last five years since I've been to confession, so I'm basically good. All right, that's, that's not the bar. And Jesus says that. All right, you've heard it, thou shalt not kill. Well, don't be thinking just because I didn't kill anybody this week that, you know, I kept the fifth commandment. No, he's like, I say to you, Whoever is angry with his brother has run afoul of this commandment. Why? Because if anger is in your heart, th that's what leads eventually to the, the end of thou shalt not kill. Sure, that's maybe the, the extreme end of anger, killing somebody. But what's in your heart if you're going around being angry with everybody? You know, in, in heaven, we will be together with our brothers and sisters forever in an intimate relationship that is so close that Jesus likens it to marriage. How can we go from hating our brother and sister in this life or even just ignoring them in our midst, the poor and the, the orphans and the marginalized and the widows and the immigrants, if, if we just hate our brothers and sisters or even just ignore them, how is it that when we die we think, oh, but now we're in heaven and, and so now we just all love everybody? That, that's what Jesus is worried about. Where's your heart? Are you hating people? Or, you know, I, I keep the exterior commandment of thou shalt not commit adultery. Well, didn't have sex with anybody who's not my spouse this week. Okay, good for you. No, you want a pat on the back for that? 
Okay, sure, that exterior extreme will show us if we've gone too far. If you're committing adultery, stop it. Okay, like Jesus says, cut, cut your hand off, gouge your eyes out. It's that serious. But, all right, so maybe we come into confession, of, eh, I didn't commit adultery this week. All right, good for you. Here's a cookie. Now, where's your heart? If you spent the whole week saying, no, I hate my marriage, just not fulfilled. I'm not getting anything out of it. I don't like it. My spouse is no good. <sighs> you know, but I'll tough it out. You know, I, people will come into confession and they'll be like, Father, my husband did this. And then my husband did that. Or Father, my wife did this. And then she did that. And I'm like, um, you know, your sins, please. You know, and like, oh, oh, right. So, yeah, so I got angry. Yeah. But you can see why. I mean, look at my husband. He's no good. And like, okay, so if that's what's in our heart, if in our heart we are tearing down our spouse over and over again, or just not appreciating them, not deliberately making acts of thanksgiving every day for our spouse, well then, where's our heart? What do we want? Does our heart really desire increasing union with our spouse, or is it bent more towards adultery? And, and is there gray in between there? in the concrete living out of it, but where's our heart? It's either going one way or the other. Where is your heart? And ultimately, Jesus talks about divorce. People are like, well, why is the church so concerned with divorce? Well, because Jesus is. He's saying right here, you know, that's the extreme of not being faithful to our spouse. Adultery and ultimately divorce. Divorce, even worse than adultery. Where are we at with that? You know, and, and I'm not, I'm preaching to myself here as much as anybody else. All these things that Jesus says, yeah, we ought to be looking at ourselves and saying, yeah, that's, that's me. Where's my heart? Uh, our society right now, we have to say, is a divorce culture. We talked about culture last week. One decision by one person doesn't seem all that significant, but everybody starts doing it. Everybody starts to say, I'm the exception. What if everybody kind of said, yeah, you'll, you shall not kill, but my spouse, you see why I killed him. I mean, you know, me and God, we have an understanding. Who would do that? If everybody started saying, well, I'm the exception to the rule, then we're all dead. Society is, everybody's killing everybody. If everybody said, I'm the exception to adultery, or I'm the exception to divorce, then I'm not talking about, you know, real situations of, things where maybe the marriage wasn't valid from the beginning. I'm a canon lawyer. That's, that's what I do. We look, is marriage perhaps null? Okay, and even Jesus says, unless the marriage is unlawful. But most of us are in valid marriages. So which way is our heart going? Are we going more and more towards God? Is our heart bent on constantly getting around it? And that's really what the, the moral law is ultimately all about. Do we see it as some terrible, oppressive imposition by some arbitrary God who hates us? Or do we see it as a, a great gift, like our psalmist saints? Blessed are they who follow the law of the Lord. Do we think it's blessed that we have God's law, or do we think it's an imposition? Where's your heart? What do you want? Really, does Jesus expect that we will 100% all the time perfectly keep the law. 
No, if he did, he wouldn't have had to come and die for us. If we could do it ourselves, we don't need a savior. So hear me, I'm, I'm not saying that somehow it's all or nothing. Either we keep all the law or, or we break all the law. Far from it. We have to see, though, that to keep the law is not just an, an ideal. It is the expected life of a Christian. But here again, I'm, I'm preaching to myself. We will fall short. We, we absolutely will. But what do we do? Do we then say, well, forget it. It's possible. Can't keep the law, so forget it. I'm just going to sin and sin boldly, as Martin Luther said. No, that's, that's not God's either. The real answer behind all this is, where is your heart? And it doesn't just stay still. Which direction are you moving? That's why a Syriac can say there, there's fire and there's water. There's life and death. There is God and there is hell. There's only those two. And in the end, we will get what we want. My greatest fear in life is never when I'm, I'm sinning and I feel like I've just I've given into weakness. Weakness, God understands. My biggest fear is when I know my heart is headed away from God. There have been lots of times in life where I'm like, you know, if I died today, I, my heart wants God. Good, that's what I'll get. I am most afraid, not just when I'm, I'm sinning, but when I'm, I'm sinning and I'm stuck and I know that my heart is not desiring God and I'm becoming complacent with sin. So where are you today? Fire, water, life, death, God, or hell. When we die, we will get what we want forever. If you want God, you get that forever, and that we call heaven. You want not God, you want yourself forever, you get that, and we call that hell. You get what you want when you die. So what do you want?